Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, really excited to get into this one. Going to be talking about Edge Rush Gems in the draft. Edge Rush Gems in the draft. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. You've heard a lot about players in this draft that the 49ers could potentially take. Uh, lots of guys that you already know about. But what about the guys you don't know? or the guys that are maybe flying under the radar. Those are who I want to talk about in this episode because John Lynch just talked about all the depth that is in this draft, and the 49ers are going to have to find depth. They are down four edge rushers. Uh, yes, they brought back some guys, but they definitely need to make sure they have the depth and the players that are going to be capable of making plays for them. So they have to find guys throughout this draft, not just in the third round. Now, I do believe that there are some talent there in the third round that the 49ers can target and strike on that can make a huge impact on the team in 2023. But what about the guys that fly under the radar that could also make an impact on the 49ers? There's guys all throughout this draft that flash on film that had pretty good collegiate careers or maybe have a skill set in which the 49ers could take advantage of and potentially use. And I'm going to talk about players that have a, a variety of different skill sets, uh, but the 49ers and Chris Cassera could use them to their advantage. So we got to find guys that fit the mold. And who are those guys that fit the mold? Well, let's get into it. The first one is going to be Thomas Nkoum. I don't know if anyone's really heard of Thomas Nkoum unless you've been on this channel because he's been a guy that I've definitely been interested in having on the 49ers. I think his skill set is very good. He doesn't have elite, uh, elite size. He doesn't have elite length. What he does is have a motor and the ability to be flexible around the edge, bend the corner, has flexible ankles, is able to get to the quarterback. Uh, not only that, he's stout against the run. He can set the edge. So who is Thomas Nkoum? 
Uh, he's out of Central Michigan, the Chippewas, six foot two, two hundred and sixty-two pounds. He's got pretty good size for an edge guy. Uh, not the length overall that you're looking for, but he ran a four six six forty as well. So he's got the athletic ability to be able to run sideline to sideline, chase down running backs, go ahead and go after some of these more athletic quarterbacks. So you gotta like that ability there. His size overall not much different than Samson. That become that become a little bit lighter and a little bit faster. But I think. Nkum has the necessary ability to be able to anchor on the edge and stop the run. And I think that's one thing the 49ers definitely covet. Uh, Ebucom was able to do it at a pretty high level. Uh, and now we're going to see, you know, potentially a guy like Nkum. Could the 49ers go ahead and get him? Uh, he's he's really quick. And he's, he's a guy that I like, you know, kind of the things he does as far as defensive ends and edge rushers. His three cone was one of the best at 7.1. That's top 84% you know, that are in the draft. So he's a guy that's definitely got the athletic ability to be able to play uh, for the 49ers. And his production was very good as well with 11 sacks during his senior season. Uh, that's in 12 games. So almost a sack a game playing in Central Michigan. Yeah, the talent is going to be a little bit less on the opposing team, but still the ability is there. You throw in the fact that he had 25 quarterback hurries, he definitely gets after the quarterback. Now, one of the things that I like a lot about Thomas and Coombe is his ability to get off the ball. And a lot of that is because he has very, very good snap anticipation. He gets after it. He gets off the ball. His first step is fantastic. And that allows him a lot of times with his uh, ability to play with the low pad level and the quick first step to be able to get around tackles. And that's exactly what the 49ers, Chris Kacarek, like to do in their wide nine. So he makes sense for the 49ers as far as that quickness and ability to get pressure and get vertical up the field uh he's one of those guys like we talked about earlier that can stop the run so he's not a guy that's just a specific set he's not just a pass rusher but a guy that can do both and i think that's what the 49ers are definitely looking for in some of the defensive ends of course there is going to be spots for the guys that come in on obvious pass downs and just are speed threats but this guy's a dual threat guy uh, so I'm a huge fan of Thomas and Coombe and what he could potentially, you know, add to the the 49ers team. And I think he could be a late round guy. You could easily get the get this guy in the late fifth round. You have three picks there, so you could get him there. You could potentially get him with that sixth round pick, maybe. Uh, it just depends. Is the team going to fall in love with him the same way that I have? If they do, uh, then he might go a little bit early. So Thomas and Coombe is definitely a guy, you know, that I really like. And I think the 49ers could go ahead and get, I think, a little bit more technique work. And this guy could be uh, but not just a rotational piece, but potentially a guy that could develop into a starter. So I think we got to hope that the 49ers also see this in Thompson Coombe and he gets that ability to be a depth guy for the 49ers late in this draft. So who else do the 49ers potentially target? Well, what about Robert Beal? And Robert Beal, of course, uh, is not going to be somebody that, you know, a lot of people are talking about. He's kind of slipped. He's got the guy on the other side that everyone talks about. And you're going to, I'm going to actually talk about a couple of edge rushers who had elite edge rushers on the other side. But he played at Georgia. So he's played in national championship games. He's played for a really, really good football team. And his measurables are through the roof. He's 6'4, 247. Uh, so longer than Nkum, but a little bit lighter in the weight area. Now, the 247 might scare people. Uh, but it shouldn't. Samson Ebicom went about 255. So that is definitely something the 49ers have been willing to do. Uh, and he, you could probably put a little bit more weight on him. But the thing about him is he's coming with a 4.48. Absolute speed off the edge. He's, ab he's fantastic. Now, he rushed opposite of Nolan Smith. So, of course, I'm sure he got a lot easier 
uh, time when they're sending doubles and triples towards Nolan Smith. But what do you got on the other side? You got Nick Bosa, one of the best, if not the best, uh, technician and defensive end in the entire league. So Robert Beal could fit in that same sort of role that he did. And what is he right now? He's probably a you know a pass rush specialist, uh, but I think he could develop into even more. His you know ability to to get after the quarterback is something that ha- was definitely on display. And a lot of that has to do with his ability to keep players away from him and use a straight arm and single arm to create separation between him and an offensive tackle because he has an 82 and two eighths wingspan. That's top 95% in the entire draft. So he's a guy that's definitely got skills and he can use them. And that length is one of those to go with a four, four, eight speed. It's pretty, pretty dynamic. Uh, He played in 13 games, of course, used a lot of times, even as a guy that can play three, four, Ed, or three four linebacker, but we've seen the 49ers take those three four outside linebackers, D4, Samson Ebby come and put their hand in the ground and make them pass rush specialists. Uh, so it definitely fits with what the 49ers want to do. Now, he only had two sacks on the season, and I think that's part of the reason, you know, that his number or that he's fallen in the draft as far as edge rushers. Now, a three four team could, fi- you know, value him as a guy that you know did pretty good in coverage as an outside linebacker, and he does fit a 3-4 scheme. But if the 49ers want to put his hand in the ground and let him get after the quarterback, uh, he would definitely fit with what they do. And we're talking about late-round guys, right? We're talking about draft gems, uh, guys you could pick up that have production you know, as a rotational piece, or as, in this, in this case, a you know, pass rusher. So he's a pass rush specialist for the 49ers. Of course, two sacks is not going to get there, but when you have the speed that he has with the long limbs, you have a guy that has the exact structure you're looking for to be able to develop. Uh, you give a moldable clay like this to Chris Kasarik, and what could he do with uh, Beal as an edge rusher? I think that there's a lot to like about him. I like the way that he played with great balance and leverage. Uh, he employed a very, very good spin move. So the ability to have that speed to get up the field and then spin back inside to get to the quarterback the ability to run with quarterbacks in this league. He can chase anyone down. He's a sideline to sideline guy. He had good flexibility, dip and bend. He's a very fluid athlete. Love him a lot. And then he has active hands. Uh, everything he does is very precise and sudden. I love it. So he's got he's got counter moves. He's got a lot of things to like. And the use of hands is one thing that I liked about Nkum. It's another thing I like about Beal. Uh, Beal is better with his hands right now. Uh, than a Thomas and Coombe. Now, they're two totally different players, and they're probably going to go, though, uh, close to the same area. You know, late five to you know, the seventh round is where you're looking at these guys. Now, like always, like I said, a 3-4 defense could fall in love with Robert Beal, and he could move up. Uh, but I definitely like Robert Beal's ab- ability you know, to come in and help this 49ers team if they, if they drafted him late. So he's a guy you know, that I really, really like uh, that they could, they could bring in. So he, he's, he's a fun player. I'm looking forward to seeing where he ends up going if the 49ers show some interest. Who's up next? Well, it's going to be MJ Anderson. MJ Anderson out of Iowa State, he rushed opposite of Will McDonald. And like I talked about with Bill, you know, you get a lot of attention to the other side. Now, one thing with MJ Anderson was he didn't just play on the edge. They would play him inside as well. Uh, so you have those guys with position versatility. At 6'2", 269, he's not exactly the biggest guy. Uh, but he played with great leverage and great balance, and that's one reason I liked him. Uh, there's going to be a lot of negative when you look at his numbers. There's a guy that ran a five flat 
uh, 40-yard dash. I mean, that is not very fast for an edge rusher in this league. Uh, but we've seen the 49ers do things with Kerry Hyder, who also is not a guy with great foot speed. What are the things to like about MJ Anderson? Because when you're looking you know, at who he is, it wasn't like he was a guy that had a tremendous amount of production. Um, he had three quarterback hits and four sacks this season playing opposite of Will McDonald. But when you watch the film, you see a guy that played inside, was able to play with leverage, was able to play good against the run, and then played with good suddenness to be able to make plays. Uh, he's got very, very nimble feet, and he's able to go after mobile quarterbacks. He can go sideline to sideline, uh, which is interesting, right? Because he doesn't have that great speed, but he has great quickness, and initial uh, change of direction is pretty good. Another guy with a pretty good spin, um, but you know the leverage and the balance that he plays with is something that jumped off the screen to me, and he looked more explosive than the speed. It's not all about straight line speed in the 40, uh, but he's a guy that plays with a high motor and is able to continue to go play in and play out. He's going to be one of those guys that would benefit from Chris Kacerik, you know, and there's no quit in MJ Anderson. Uh, also, he's got really, really good hands. So I like the way that he's able to use his hands as an edge rusher, the possibility to move him in inside on obvious pass downs and allow him to go against a guard is fantastic. His excellent power to go with his initial quickness, uh, make him tougher interior offensive lineman to be able to deal with. He does not have the ideal height at six foot two, uh, but he uses his base of, you know, his base and his low center of gravity to hold his ground. And he has really, really good upper body strength. He's a guy that shows that definitely on film, you know, that he can, he can push some people off, create separation and go make a play. And you got to like that about, you know, a player like MJ Anderson. Once again, we're talking about a late round guy, um, you know, and anytime you have a guy that has a high motor and is a technician with his hands, you got to think that he's a guy that you would like. And he's a guy that can do both. Once again, he can rush the passer and he can get after the quarterback. Uh, so when you start stacking these guys, it's like, well, I'm not able to get Thomas and Coombe in the you know late fifth round. He went a little bit earlier than we thought. So then when you look in the seventh round, here's MJ Anderson and you go grab him. So a lot of times it's finding guys that are similar. So that way, if you miss out on one, yeah, you like to get the first guy. Uh, but if you get the second guy, you're like, okay, we have a guy that can definitely do it. And here's a guy that fits, you know, what the 49ers really like to do uh, on the defensive line. And it's a, once again, a moldable, a moldable piece of clay uh, for Chris Kacerik and what he can do with them. Uh, last up in this uh, gems is Jeremiah Martin. Jeremiah Martin is out of Washington, six foot four, 261 pounds. He's another guy that played edge at Washington. He was a transfer. Uh, he had eight and a half sacks his senior season. So uh, putting some pressure off the edge, he's a little bit quicker than what we just talked about from MJ Anderson. He's a four nine. So not elite speed, but he looks fast on film, which I always uh, jump out at. I want to see the guy, not so much straight line speed, but the guy that's able to get off the ball quickly and then go make a tackle. And he definitely does that. Uh, he's, he's a guy that stayed in college for five years. So he's, he's a little bit older, uh, but he's developed. And I think that's one thing, you know, as you're getting a guy, you know, late in the draft that would be able to come in and not just be able to compete, but a guy that would be able to give you snaps. And that's what you're looking for with these guys. You're looking for guys that can give you snaps. He had 51 total pressures, he had 34 quarterback hurries, eight quarterback hits, and he had eight and a half sacks on the season. So he had a tremendous season for Washington. 
And now he's going to be a late round pick in this draft and potentially somebody the 49ers can go with. And I'm really excited about his potential. Uh, he's got a, a good first step around the edge. When he beats offensive tackles, he usually comes home with a sack. He's got big, strong hands. Uh, watching game film, he's able to knock quarterbacks down with just a hand. So uh, he's got a lot of that. A lot of the times, a lot of his sacks and things come from hustle. Uh, he's one of those guys that gives a lot of effort on every single play. And he's able to hold the point of attack. So another guy that can set the edge in the run, which is something we know the 49ers are definitely looking for. When you're talking about edge rushers, we've seen them get before. Terry Hyder's another one of those guys, right? Not ultimately quick. He's able to set the edge. He's able to hustle and get those hustle sacks. And we've seen that work out for Kerry Hyder in 2020 when he had a great season, which he turned into a huge contract. So finding guys with similar traits uh, is, is important because that's what Chris Kacerik likes to build with. Would you like the guy that's faster? Yes. Stronger? Yes. A better technician? Yes. Uh, but you know, the technician part you can work on. So getting these guys late is something that's very, very important for the 49ers. He's very instinctive. Um, and he, once again, he's another guy that's good with counter moves. So you can see the guys that I've selected as these gems fit what the 49ers want to do. All of them are good technicians with their hands, with good counter moves who play on the edge with good leverage, are able to stop the run, but also get after the quarterback. Uh, that is what the 49ers are looking for. They're looking for solid players. And this is where you start getting that depth. The 49ers have been absolutely tremendous uh, from rounds you know, five through seven at finding gems, you know, all throughout the draft. Uh, of course, we've seen them do it earlier as well, but uh, whenever you're hitting on guys like Tauno Hufanga and George Kittle in the fifth round or Elijah Mitchell in the sixth, uh, it, it's pretty impressive. And that's what the foreigners are looking to do. And this illustrates some of the depth, you know, that you're going to be able to see uh, for the 49ers as far as edge. Now, would they like to strike on other guys earlier in the draft? Absolutely. You know, would they like to get their hands on a Byron Young or a Zach Harrison? you know, or Isaiah McGuire. I'm sure they would. Will those guys be available at pick 99, 101, or 102? I think that's a bigger question. What we do know is when we get to pick 155 and beyond, uh, the players that we've talked about here should be available and the 49ers could potentially strike. So with the Niners looking to go with multiple edge rushers, I, I've heard them say, you know, I've heard people say two edge rushers. I wouldn't be shocked to see even more as they look to acquire talent for this defensive line and build, whatever they don't get in the draft, of course, they can go the undrafted free agent market as well or sign some of these veterans that are still out there. How much will that cost? Don't know. 49ers, of course, would love to get the players in the draft and keep the cost down. So uh, these are some guys the 49ers could be definitely interested in. Thomas Nkoum out of uh, Central Michigan, the guy I think could go the highest of the players that we talked about, Robert Beal, uh, the speed guy off the edge, a guy the 49ers could develop, needs to put on a little bit of weight, uh, but definitely is, is a guy with a, a very immense amount of talent, speed, length, uh, someone I like, MJ Anderson, flying under the radar because of Will McDonald's success at Iowa State, but a guy that can definitely get it done, play inside and outside with that versatility and be able to set the edge in the run. And then, of course, uh, Jeremiah Martin, who you could get late in this draft, who had nine sacks for Washington last year, but is probably going to go late in the late in the draft, probably a seventh-round pick, potentially even an undrafted free agent. But they have skills and abilities that I'm sure Chris Kacerik would love to get his hands on, and maybe he will. So uh, love this draft overall. I love the depth at edge. 
Of course, there's going to be a lot more gym videos coming your way. If you have, haven't had the opportunity already, like and like the video. Uh, let me know what you thought about it in the comment section down below. And give the channel a subscription if you haven't already. Really, really appreciate it. Love getting into this draft stuff. I know the draft is on the horizon. I'm looking forward to covering all the, the days of the draft. We're going to you know go live for rounds two and three and four through seven. So you can join me for those. But thank you guys so much for watching the episode. Looking forward to more interaction. Of course, more videos coming your way. But until next time, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers.